0: We open with a multi-panel spread of axioms, hovering over famous landmarks in major world cities. An axiom hovers over London, and we can see Big Ben just striking the hour. An axiom floats above the colourful swirl of St. Basil's Cathedral, the red square below, packed with people. An axiom looks down on Tokyo, the iconic tower lit up in the night. More line the edges of the page. Sydney, San Francisco, Ontario, Baton Rouge, Beijing, Cairo, Rio de Janeiro, Maestro City, Berlin, Rome. The panels become smaller and smaller and coalesce into a single headline. Axiom keeps watch over the world. And in Apex City, Axiom Four waits in the sky above the Copi HQ and says, Go! The next page is filled with repetitions of the same image. The axioms who had been standing in silent vigil above the world cities arc up into the air in a gentle parabola, and then fall to Earth like meteors. Within seconds, military bases are crippled, seats of government are burning, and panic grips the Earth. Welcome to Apex City. Oh god. We have a couple of flashbacks to uh, Axiom talking with Jackie and mentioning that they weren't going to give them time to fight back. Yep. Very true to form. Because I want to—I kind of want to open up with you. Because you had been getting some information off of the Axiom 3 suit, which has given you um, a little bit to work with. It has given you a means by which to infiltrate this network. Um, we had kind of established that you can do that. You do still have a question off of Ben reading the files, and in the seconds before the strike happens, do you want to ask that, or do you want to hold on to it?
1: I don't have a good question planned out right now, because things have gotten a bit real, so...
0: Things have gotten a bit real. So the other question, then, is this. Did you bring Axiom 3 back to Kopi? Because that's usually where you live.
1: I feel like I would not have gone back to Kopi. I feel like I don't feel like that's super safe right now, considering that that's where Axiom Four was.
0: Yeah, just hanging out in the skies above.
1: Yeah, I, I feel uh, like I found some kind of warehouse or something, <laughs> like under a bridge. <laughs> one of my one of my uh, tagged murals, just over overhead on the bridge. I'm just under. A is bridge. there a squirrel
2: based hero in this world that you like are friends with, and they just have like a whole bunch of hiding spots for caches around the city? Right. And his name is Nutcase. Oh my gosh, <laughs> can he be detective? Squirrel. Anyway, anyway. Yes,
1: that's now canon.
0: No, I. Okay. Yes. Perfect. That happens. I will um,
2: roll my bin reading the
1: files if I need to make that canon.
0: <laughs> no, no. That's that's established. Nutcase is a hero now.
3: Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm in.
0: May, maybe a... maybe maybe like Edgar the Tax Deer. Nutcase is just a squirrel private detective. Yeah.
3: Um, just to be clear, he's wearing like a whole like trench coat
0: and the hat. Yeah. Yes, every for the years. Ah, okay. oh, perfect. Like a rescue ranger.
2: Kinda. Of. Oh, is he giving up smoking so that he is using a jewel instead, and he's, like, really processing, like, his addiction to, t- to tobacco right now? <laughs> <and so he's laughs> he doesn't irritable. smoke
1: tobacco, he smokes, uh, pine.
0: Yeah! So I, like- <laughs> I like that this is the point uh, where we get that panel on Jackie looking at the Axiom 3, and then we just see a bright flash on the horizon uh, from the direction of the Kopey HQ, as Axiom 4 burrows straight down through it. And the city briefly rocks-
1: I was going to say at this point you get the first swear word that Jackie utters, but it's all bleeped out in like characters. Just nice. Jackie watching this and just you know asterisk, pound sign, ampersand.
0: And uh, there are a couple other there are a couple other panels that we get around Apex City. It's not just the Copey HQ because uh, you may remember that the Armature Project was under one of the Heron buildings. There is definitely an Axiom that has hit one of the uh, Heron buildings. Our hindsight readers will remember that in the future, one of the Heron Towers is basically knocked over and leaning against another one, and we see that event happen right here, right now.
1: You're welcome, future.
0: The Southwest Heron Tower just lists and collapses against the central tower. It doesn't fall entirely, but it is pretty precarious. Darren, what's
2: up? Are we still at the parade or has this now been like about forty eight hours since said parade? Oh
0: no, this happened this happened uh within a couple of hours. So those things oh. those little scenes that you that you had after the after the Century Day parade, it is still Century
3: Day.
2: And could you remind me, if people were evacuated Why I Why would they
3: be? It's axiom.
2: Well I started I thought I recalled in the last episode that we had like an evacuation like moving people out of the square.
3: We were moving people away from Punch Buggy.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after
3: the Punch Buggy, but that's been settled for a while. Which, you know, wasn't really a worry, but here we are. Mm.
0: So so we so we cut to Simone Park, where Darren has more or less just touched down. And there are those two shockwaves, one from the kopi HQ and one from the Heron Towers, very, very shortly after, like...
2: Darren kneels down and digs her fingers into the soil, and she cries out uh, in her planetary language and sends a message to the soil I would like to contact for the first time my brethren from my planet who arrived on Earth and have been living amongst us I'm going to call on them to join forces to protect the planet with me and to make this like our unity
0: moment I think I just want to roll that as an unleashing your powers Um, you're kind of extending your senses
2: okay I do not have hopeless marked I
0: have a nine. Uh, So on a seven to nine, so you are going to do the thing. You are going to reach them, but either you can mark a condition or I will tell you how this is unstable or temporary.
2: How is this unstable or temporary?
0: Uh, So you reach them uh, and it seems like to their credit, they're actually already on the move because something is threatening their new home, right? Uh, So they are on the move. And as you are contacting them, uh, I think an axiom engages with them. And I think you're still connected when one of them gets hit real, real hard. So you are down to two comrades for the moment instead of all three. Let's cut over to William for a sec. So again, much like we don't have to worry about how you got to France, we're not going to question how you got back to Apex City. No problem. Where would you have gone upon getting back here? Good question. Because this is basically asking where are you when this strike happens?
3: If I uh, clearly something is about to happen, William knows this. I feel like he would go to his family and tell them to get someplace safe
0: so you're so you're probably you know warning your family uh trying to shuffle them out of the tower and and I like to think that they're just sort of like they've got their stuff they're you know probably on the way down the tower.
3: We definitely have a safe room at the bottom of the tower, like, yeah,
0: absolutely no yeah. Uh and so so possibly they're like, you know, halfway down the tower when this strike happens on the Heron buildings, which are relatively close to the Infernus Tower. You're all in kind of city center here. So yeah, you can you can feel the shockwave like hit the tower and the tower kinda like rocks a little bit. Um obviously it's not gonna, you know, fall over from that, but it's very noticeable uh that something is hashtag going on. And I think the lights in the Infernus Tower definitely go off and you get that like red lip, like emergency oh, yeah, lighting.
3: Absolutely. The elevator might just stop entirely then, for it.
0: It probably does. So I think you're on the elevator. Let me let me push this a little bit because you're on the elevator. You're definitely with your family. Nightshade has been staying with you. And so when the elevator stops, Nightshade springs right the hell into action. Just swipes a business card across the elevator doors and like opens it up halfway onto a floor. Nice. <sighs> That's the coolest ability.
3: So we all get out of the elevator uh, onto. We're about halfway down the tower probably look out the windows and see the, the damage from the heron tower william is immediately going to start texting the group on his watch and see what the hell is going on uh street level
0: with piero and the bro cycles so you had kind of uh engaged them to help you keep watch on things and to you know stand by and be ready for stuff uh, so we are now in the direct aftermath of this strike and there are, in fact, bro disciples out on the streets now helping get people away from, you know, places that have been attacked, especially the city center where the Heron building has kind of toppled a little bit. So we see some scenes of that. And, Piro, where do we find you amidst all this?
4: I think I'm probably near my my Piro shack, probably.
0: What are you up to? Because I think you're definitely getting updates uh, from Todd and the bro disciples. because this is a thing you ask them to alert you to.
4: So I think I'm probably, like, scrolling through and looking at... I guess they're probably setting up, like, shelters and things like that, so I'm looking at locations of those on the tweeters. And I I assume I see a group text message, so I'm interested in that as well.
0: And I guess the question is, what are you doing with this?
4: I I really don't know. I'm very sorry.
0: That's perfectly fine. Uh, Like, being blindsided by this is very, very valid. Like, this is... This is a thing. So, so let's just set up the two kind of options that we have here. So so William has sent a group text to basically say, hey, what the hell is going on? You're getting updates from the Brociples, but they, they are currently, yes, yeah, setting up, you know, safe houses and moving people out of the streets, much as you had directed them to do. So I guess the question is, are you responding to either of these?
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm probably constantly talking to Todd Roman because I'm an anxious mess and uh, you can't, you don't need your mouth for text messaging. So, very interested in what Todd Roman has to say. Probably a little bit more so than the group chat, because there's more people involved, I guess.
0: Yeah, and a lot of what's going out on Todd's uh, case is that he is now putting out a kind of citywide call to be like, "Eh," and trying to direct people to specific areas where they are needed. Um, You are relatively close uh, to the Simone Park area, which is one of their big setups uh, for people fleeing city center. So, that would be your closest rally point on the BroCyple network. So you're heading over to Simone Park, and let's get back over to Jackie.
1: I was going to be trying this before Axiom did anything, so as soon as something happens, I'm diving right into that system. I don't know what else is going on, but I know I gotta stop this, so I'm diving right into that system, you know.
0: What does this look like uh, to you on the page? What do you think the visual <coughs> of this is? Right.
1: So I imagine we get Jackie Vision again. I'm sure we've done Jackie Vision before, but essentially (laughs) this is going to look almost exactly like that scene where Neo enters the Matrix for the first time.
0: Yes! Because... Scrolling text.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to look like text and then like a tunnel is going to open up and you're going to go through the tunnel of scrolling text or scrolling green text because apparently whoever programmed Jackie was a really big fan of the Matrix. So that's what it looks like to her.
0: Uh, Now there is a particular move for when you struggle against the Axiom 4 Network. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this might be a time to to roll that. Uh, why don't you tell us what you're rolling here?
1: When you struggle against the Axiom 4 Network, roll plus danger. Minus two if you're hopeless. On a seven to nine, pick one option from the top and one option from the bottom. On a ten plus, pick one option from the top. On a miss, pick one option from the bottom.
0: Okay, so so what did you roll?
1: I rolled a 13.
0: Oh. Nice, so you're just going to pick one option off of the top list. Uh, so what are you going to
1: pick? I am going to pick the top top one, which is lock a basic move and create an opportunity for your allies in clear condition.
0: Okay. Uh so first question here, what basic move are you locking?
1: Yes, I am going to lock assess the situation.
0: Jackie is no longer able to assess the situation for the listeners at home. Since I assume uh, I
1: can't lock take powerful blow.
0: <laughs> uh you cannot, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great,
4: though.
1: And then I'm clearing my guilty condition.
0: And the other question here is, what uh, opportunity are you setting up for your allies? Because they're kind of spread out right now.
1: Right. So basically, I think the opportunity that I'm creating for them is, I think I'm going to piggyback off William's text message and sort of create sort of a direct link so we can all communicate a little bit quicker.
0: Just sort of setting up the uh, the Phoenix Watch like voice chat. Sort of yes. Yes.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's piggybacking off satellites and doing a lot of techno mumbo jumbo. Uh, we now have <laughs> much better communication.
3: We have voice chat. You did all that to get us voice chat.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, cool. We follow that
0: up with a couple of panels of Axiom having blown a hole in the Kopi Pyramid, which, again, our hindsight readers will recognize from our future. And currently inside engaged with a bunch of Kobe agents uh, with, you know, the big boxy, like, 90s-looking energy guns, making very, very quick work of them. But as Jackie intercepts the network, we see this flash run across his eyes, and he gets hit by a couple of these energy blasts, and then very quickly redoubles uh, his assault. And we see the freight elevator open up, and Olivia step out to face Axiom 4. Let's move back over to Darren for a sec.
2: So I'm in Simone Park, and this is this location when a lot of the city refugees that are under attack are fleeing towards this park.
0: Yeah. As you leave city center, you'll you're basically funnel straight through Simone Park is the easiest way to do that.
2: Because I was at Century Day with Investigator Darren and his wife, Meredith, and Todd and Cooper, their children. I think what I would like to do... I'm going to assume that Investigator Darren is going to, you know, try and get me to come with them to flee the city. And I would like to initiate. Not so different after all. Okay. Okay.
0: So, so yeah, I think, I think the Darren household uh, is, you know, moving out of city center with the rest of these people. You probably get, you know, the two of them see your ship. Uh, and at least the one of them knows what that is. So they're probably diverting towards that since it seems like a safe place. So so I think we get now Private Investigator Darren kind of approaching you with the rest of the family and probably, you know, a bunch of other people who are fleeing the, the city center specifically. Looks very, very happy to see you uh, and is basically going to say, oh, you brought your ship. We should definitely use this to evacuate people out. What a good idea.
2: And I'm going to, not so different after all, so I'm going to roll my dice and move my mice. When you talk about your home roll plus freak on a ten plus choose two. Okay. I rolled a twelve.
0: So so what are you what are you talking about? Like how are you responding
1: to this?
2: I am going to tell Private Investigator Darren, the ship is already programmed to take you to a safe place. Get Meredith and Todd and Cooper and anyone can get and fit on the ship and get out of here as fast as you can. I, I need to stay here because this is my chance to finally fix what I did wrong. This is my finally my chance to become for the very first and last time. So you need to go. We are taught from the very beginning that we are just pieces of a larger machine that has responsibilities to serve the whole and not yourself. And I turned my back on those beliefs because I was afraid of being lost and being insignificant. But I learned that that is one of the greatest strengths of my people is the fact that we are willing to sacrifice everything for the greater cause and for each other. And I think it's now time for me to accept that and make the sacrifice for everybody else. And I'm not going to run away anymore.
0: And and I think we definitely get those panels uh, where we see like the Darren household and a bunch of people getting on your ship, and it's you know moving off uh, into the distance. And I want to move from there. Because I think Piro is actually heading to Simone Park as well, so I think Piro you definitely see that ship like moving off uh and you can see the space kind of like clearing around park. What's up?
4: I think I am looking for my friend Darren because I just saw their ship leave, and I'm concerned that maybe my friend Darren left, but then I see my friend Darren and I'm very excited and run to into a hug r- jump into my my loving friend Darren's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Very excitedly.
0: So as you do, now, Darren, you will recall that the uh, other now two members of your pod had been kind of like uh, engaging axioms. Uh, I think we see as your ship is climbing up into the sky, we see an axiom take notice of this.
4: Don't you dare do this to me, Jared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now, there wasn't a hard move at play there. This is just scene setting. Piro, Darren, we see an axiom moving towards Darren's ship.
3: Can I say this?
0: You know what? I'm going to say yes.
3: Okay. I, I will take on take a move on this. <laughs> okay,
0: because okay. yeah, you're you're in the tower. You're about halfway up. You can see the ship uh, rising up and you can see an axiom moving towards it. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to uh, look back at my family and say nightshade, get them down to the shelter. And then I'm going to i been thinking how I want to exit this tower. I'm going to take my staff and I'm going to basically run out at the window and smash out of it into the air and as the glass shatters since glass is just sand and therefore earth uh, i will reform the glass into a surfboard under me and start flying (laughs) off to intercept the axiom that is pursuing darren's ship
1: (laughs) (laughs) a surfboard (laughs)
0: <laughs> give me give me a little more here When you say intercept How are you trying to intercept?
3: Uh, I'm going to fly into its path And try and knock it down Just like hit it with the staff?
2: People on glass surfboards shouldn't throw rocks
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong But yeah I'll basically pull up a chunk of concrete From the distant ground And sling it Effectively telekinetically at the uh, axiom as I'm rushing toward him.
0: Uh, so, so last question here before we decide what you're going to be rolling is your goal here to protect the ship, it is or to attack the axiom? To
3: protect at this point. I okay. Want to... So,
0: so that's a defend then.
3: Yes, that is right. the goal. That is a twelve.
0: On a hit, you are going to keep them safe, and you do get to choose uh, something off the list. So what do you want to do? Do you want to add a team to the pool, take influence over so those people in that ship, or clear a condition? We're going to clear a
3: condition. I have a lot, and I need to clear a Uh
0: So yeah, back in Simone Park, Darren and Piero just saw that like ship rising up into the air in an axiom, uh, and then William on a cool glass surfboard throwing a piece of concrete <laughs> at an axiom. <laughs> which catches him across the side of the head and just crumbles away. It doesn't really do anything, um, but it does get his attention and lets the ship move off a bit. Uh, let's get back to Jackie for a sec, because you are in the Axiom 4 network. Now that you are connected, the interior of this network is basically a series of hubs, And you can see the one central axiom in the center uh, sort of directing what's going on in each of these hubs. And you can see basically through the eyes of all of the other axioms that are active around the world at this point, you can see... Over in Ontario, uh, your good friend Bulletproof engaged with an axiom. Bulletproof skipped town after the bridge fight, and apparently skipped town to Ontario. You can see over in Maestro City, your old teammates the Killage people acting in uncharacteristic goodwill or possibly just self-preservation, who knows. But these axioms are definitely starting to get the better of them. And the question is... What do you do?
1: Well, so I, I imagine I'm like seeing this in sort of some generation that's sort of cobbled together through the, uh, the eyes of all these other axioms, right?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Seeing, seeing my friends, I definitely have an urge to protect them. But being as I'm virtual and can't physically protect them, I feel like what I want to try and do is sort of try and take over that node. If I can. I don't know if that's something I can do.
0: It is hypothetically something you can do (laughs) if you would like to struggle against the Axiom 4 network.
1: I feel like that's my best bet right now. My friends, the Killage people, it seems like it's going badly, but is it like critical for them?
0: (laughs) It's starting to turn. They have been holding their own, but it's starting. Because you have personal experience with how fast Axiom is. Yeah. The Axiom that they're fighting is just setting up a moment where it can catch them all in one go.
1: I rolled a 10 again, so that's a 13.
0: So what do you want to do?
1: What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to create an opportunity. But this time, my opportunity is I'm going to cause those axioms that are attacking the killage people to flinch and allow them a chance to either, you know, get to safety or, you know, get in a good hit. So I'm going to use my opportunity to help them.
0: Cool. So you were going to lock a basic move, create an opportunity for the killage people, and clear a condition.
1: Yes, that's right. So I think I'm going to lock... let's lock Pierce the mask, I guess.
0: That's fine. You never need to do that anyway. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. yeah. That's fine.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna lock, pierce the mask, and clear my last condition, which is angry.
0: So so you kind of reach out uh, and very briefly alter the programming of this particular axiom. Uh, and as it's about to, like, sweep down the street at them, it, you know, frazzles a little bit and falls. And you see Crackshot spin his little gun and put an imaginary bullet straight through this axiom's dome, which we get away with in the comic because these are robots. Aha. Uh-huh. But it does uh, crack the casing enough that Motorhead is, thereafter, able to capitalize on this. And so the fight starts swinging back in the uh, the Killage people's direction. Let's get back to the park. So, Darren, Pirro, you just saw an axiom go after your ship, uh, full of civilians, and William uh, distract it. But that axiom is quickly wheeling back on William.
3: Can't imagine why.
0: Darren, Pyro, what's up?
4: Can I charge my burn?
0: That seems like this seems like a great a great time to do that. What
4: is it? Roll plus conditions marked.
0: That's that's a four. That's a five.
4: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I knew I was gonna break that's... the the big roll streak. I knew it.
0: Ouch! So when you charge your burn on a miss, you do still hold two burn, but you mark three conditions.
4: Oh, excellent. Okay.
0: Which, to be fair, this is a scary intense time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tell me you just pass out.
4: so i hold two burn and i'll mark angry and hopeless and insecure because that makes sense to me
0: how many how many conditions do you have marked at this point
4: i have four conditions marked at this time excellent good
3: way to start we're doing great guys
0: it's fine. Don't worry about it. So you have mar. You have charged your burn. Uh, we briefly get that like ghostly mask flicker over your face, and I do want to say because uh, this is the first time we we've had this come up, uh, something does kind of happen there. As that like mask starts to flicker over your face, we get a couple of scenes around the city of various people who had been given various masks, and there's all to start kind of glowing at once. But most importantly, we see Ruby. We haven't seen Ruby for a minute. And this seems like an excellent time uh, for Uh, Ruby to make a comeback. I should have known. It's because we see an Axiom zooming in towards the little glowing face mask that you have popping up and identifying you as a threat, and then we just see a nail back go straight through its head.
4: Oh, Oh, that's excellent. Oh, I love her.
0: And so now we have Ruby at the edge of Simone Park making, uh, making her way towards you.
2: Well, she might love you a bit too much. (laughs)
0: yeah she definitely wants to protect you from these axioms
4: she's helping yeah she's got some axioms that she's getting rid of this is okay could be worse
0: so you know let's just put that aside to a second
1: please Uh, don't ever say this could be worse in jeremy's
4: presence
3: (laughs) i mean this is a massive like big comic book uh, event right so that means you have to have villains team up with the heroes this is like
1: and heroes team up with (laughs) villains it's
2: gonna happen
3: Yeah, it's gotta happen.
0: So, so Pirro, uh, has charged up their burn, and Darren, what's up?
2: So, if we will recall, I do have armor now. (laughs) I have a sword.
0: You have the hilt of a sword, yes. I have the
2: hilt of a sword, and I have an 80s comic book, like, tons of pockets, helmet, like, not helmet, but, like, the helmet doesn't have pockets. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I had a helmet. No, no, no,
3: no. Are you sure that the helmet doesn't have pockets?
2: I mean, that's very fair. It was... It is the... It is the 90s. Everything but has yes, pockets. But you,
0: yes, you, you do have the gear that you stole from the Kobi HQ.
2: Exactly. Yes. I do. Fair enough. Fun <laughs> fact, I have a weapon.
3: You have... Well, you have a hilt.
2: I have a handle and I have a helmet. So I'm going to, like, load up and then I'm going to take the hill and I'm going to have a bit of oak tree like grow up the handle of the sword uh, from a seed that came from my planet so it's extremely strong and durable like almost like Kashyyyk wood from Star Wars <laughs> for any Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'm
3: not I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> yeah,
2: for any it's Star Wars fun. fan it's the fun. wood from Kashik is sense. very very hard. It's sci-fi wood. Got it's it. sci-fi wood yeah and space, um, wood, space yes. wood space wood yeah exactly which is as strong as metal and I'm going to grow a huge sword out the end of the handle and you're gonna see like all the knotted vines of it like around the hilt the way i'm, I'm now armed with a sword slash club so i all six of my eyes if it, in this case anyone else forgot that i have six eyes and they're all going to be glowing bright green and flying up in the air and i'm going to charge at an axiom with my hands on my sword Flying towards it as fast as I can go.
0: Are you going after the one that is currently turning on William?
2: I'm going after the one that was going after the ship, which is the same one that is going after William.
0: Uh, Is your goal here to help protect William or just to beat up an Axiom?
2: I'm here to kill an Axiom.
0: I am going to have you directly engage a threat. Okie dokie.
2: And I have no conditions marked. I have a 14.
0: Uh, So you get to pick two off of that list. Do you want to resist or avoid their blows? Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition.
2: I'm going to take something from them and I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies.
0: Okay. So so let's start uh, at the bottom there. You are creating an opportunity for your allies.
2: I want to create a disruption in the network for Jackie to access the network to find a weakness in the system. So what I'm going to do to take something from them, I'm going to shift the density of my sword and myself and stab my sword through the axiom and then reconstitute my density and rip out its core. Wow. Its processing core. Gosh,
0: brutal. I'm not here to play games. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the thing you did not do was resist or avoid blows. Correct. Yeah, I think that works just fine. You stab through, you pull out the core, uh, and this axiom starts falling back to earth. And as it does, another one impacts you from above. There are a lot of these things, as you might recall. Now, welcome to the second custom move of this particular section. I'm going to need you to take a powerful blow from an axiom. So when you do that, you use this move instead of the basic move, and you just roll flat. So go ahead and roll flat. And
2: tell us what happens. This is when
3: I... Oh, yeah, this is when the the crappy rolls come. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep, that... Oh, my gosh, I was right. I got a six. We do, at
0: this point in time, have two team in the pool. Uh, William, you are near. You could hypothetically bump this up to a seven, which on this roll is good.
3: Yeah, that seems... That seems valid. I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll just... I'll just... do a, another minor hit on this axiom as it's coming in, since I can see it coming from, as watching from a distance. So I'll take a little bit of the uh, glass from my surfboard and throw it at the axiom. Basically a glass shard field for it to go through.
0: So on a 7 to 9, Darren, uh, you're going to pick one option off of the following list. And I think you have the list there, so what ac- what option would you like to pick?
2: Axiom the tack hits hard, causing extreme damage both collateral and to me specifically. Mark two conditions and the seismic event track. Oof. Well, Welcome to the seismic event track let me
0: just mark that right quick one of five so we see this axiom from the sky impact you and just keep going i think straight through the wall of the infernus tower straight out the opposite wall and into the ground opposite so what two conditions are you marking
2: i'm marking insecure and angry
0: Let's move briefly back over to Jackie for a sec, because there was an opportunity created there. Your physical space body can feel the ground impact... And the central axiom that is kind of controlling these hubs gets briefly distracted uh, and looks towards, you know, one specific, you know, image where we can pull up and we can see uh, Darren pulling out the core of one of these axioms with this cool looking space wood sword. Uh, How do you want to capitalize on that?
1: This is before they've attacked Darren, right? So I, I can't intervene in that in that sense.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's just going to happen. But you do have this moment that Darren has set up for you. Right,
1: well, then it seems like I should use that to attack the system, since I don't okay. I don't see an immediate threat going on right now. So I got a 12.
0: <laughs> Doing good on these rolls. That's really probably for the best.
1: Roles. Yeah, I'm going to keep going with what's been working. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies. I think I'm going to create an opportunity for Pyrrho, because I don't think Darren and William will have a chance. Let's maybe shift Axiom's focus off of Darren and William for just a second. On to Piro. Yeah, sure. On to Piro. Piro seems like <laughs> Piro's doing the best right now. <laughs> I'm
0: ready for it. <laughs> Piro's four conditions yes. beg to differ.
3: Yeah, the one whose yeah. powers just imploded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine don't worry about it everything's good uh so so yeah you just nudge the screen away from darren and on to Piro.
1: sure sure it was a split second decision all right
0: uh and over your shoulder we can see a couple of different worldwide axioms getting into their fights uh so we we pan briefly over to sydney where kangaroo jack and jenny uh are engaged with an axiom and just that is going as poorly as you imagine it would They are not doing very well at all.
2: Kangaroo powers are useless against Axiom.
0: Powers is a strong way to put it. We briefly move over to Moscow, where we can see down in the Red Square, which has been uh, cleared out very quickly, zombie Rasputin. Who is
1: the zombie of Rasputin? Hold-
0: yeah, the got zombie it. of Rasputin. It's exactly what it sounds like. Holding holding his own against an axiom doesn't seem to be going too too poorly because Rasputin is very magical and also a zombie. So the fact that he is now missing an arm is just you know it's a day at the office. It's even harder to kill him. Over in San Francisco, we can see that the entire Golden Gate Bridge uh, has rearranged into this big mech um, and is now <gasps> fighting a small swarm of axioms.
1: You need to copyright that idea before Michael Bay steals it. Yeah, we're moving to San Francisco. <laughs>
0: And down in Baton Rouge, we can see an axiom in the coils of this uh, giant snake lady who the readers will recognize as Amanda Conda.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> she has her own sci-fi movie. Well,
3: that's a thing. That's you just said.
0: That's a thing. It exists. It exists. It's out there in the world now.
1: <laughs> is it too uh, late to change my hero concept? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Can I switch heroes? a little is. bit. <laughs> At this point? (laughs) Just a little bit. Piero. there is an Axiom rushing at you full force. Uh, What do you do? I think- You did just see it slam your good friend Darren into a hole in the ground through a building. Yeah. uh, And then immediately divert towards
4: you. Yeah, I don't like that. So I've got two burns, so I think I'm gonna spend one of them to create a barrier that will hold back threats as long as my attention is on it seems like the most advantageous
0: thing to do here. Uh, that's probably a good a good idea. I'm assuming this is moat. Yeah,
4: it's moat.
0: Now, the difference in moat and shielding is that one of them um, is very, very quick, and the other one is more of a long-term solution. To do this before this axiom hits you, I am going to have you unleash your powers.
4: Okay. Oh, damn. So it's a six.
0: We do still have one team in the pool, <laughs> and we're about to have some more. Don't worry. There's a couple of ways this could happen. Uh, is your freak maxed out? No. So there's two ways this could happen. I think Darren is still in a hole in the ground, but William's not. So we could have William spend that last team and bump that up to a seven. Or uh, you can use team selfishly, which is not something we've ever done.
4: I have a move that allows me to use team selfishly, in fact.
0: Nice. Do you want to use that?
4: Uh, Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and use that? Since my teammate was lovely enough to give me this gift of the Axiom's attention. I'm going to get myself out of this jam.
1: Sorry, Pyrrha.
4: I am going to make a box around myself, and I don't know. I guess I just have to be a jerk about it since I'm using it selfishly. Oh, I guess Ruby's here, so I can be like, "Hey, Ruby, give me a give me a little hand." That's that's pretty selfish.
0: So you throw up your box around this uh, around yourself as this axiom is just getting to you and hits that and probably pushes you in your box back. Uh, which is not something that has happened, that he can move this thing is slightly concerning to you. William, Darren, Darren, you're just getting out of a hole that you got put into. Uh, William, we haven't checked in on you in a while. What are you up to?
3: Qu- so this axiom that is attacking Piro is he currently on the ground?
0: I was actually about to say yes. Uh, this axiom <laughs> is currently assaulting Pyrrho who is on the ground, and so Axiom has planted his feet to hit this
3: box. Cool. Uh, Other question. Do I have to be on the ground in order to use this? Okay. I affect the ground to do this. Okay. Or just earth in general, which is apparently my whole thing is now earth. Cool. Uh, Yeah, let's try it. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Gonna gonna strike a void chime? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna pull a void chime out of my pocket. uh, But wait,
2: wait, wait. I am on the ground. I'm also on ground. I'm also in ground. It's
3: a target... It's a targeted thing.
2: It might be. Yeah,
3: just don't roll, just don't roll poorly. As long fine. as I don't roll poorly, you're great. And I don't have a lot of moves right now. I can't summon demons anymore, and I don't know what to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so go ahead and roll that move. So when you strike a void chime, roll
3: plus freak. Why don't you go ahead and roll plus freak? Uh, my freak isn't so great anymore. Can I roll plus something else? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Aww. Oh, boy, I'm scared.
2: Me too, you bastard. That's
3: a six. If only there was team left in the pool and someone hadn't used it selfishly. (laughs) And while you are not all in the same place, uh, directly
0: engaging this threat together, I do feel like now is a time to trigger that move. Because you are all technically in this fight together, why not? When you enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team, which I feel like we have at least hit most of, if not all of those things, uh, we add two to the pool, so we got two in there. Who is leading this team at this point? No one is a valid answer, by the way.
3: (laughs) Okay, I I was going to make an argument for uh, Jackie. Uh, I I feel like Jackie.
0: So, so Jackie, do you have influence over all of your teammates?
1: I actually don't think I have influence over Derek. Well, actually, my thing says I do have influence over everyone, so I must have gotten that back somehow.
0: Well, let's just ask this question: Uh, Should Jackie not have influence over you at this point, anyone?
1: I I think I'm good. Okay, cool. I'll trust my sheet.
0: But we're cool right now. So that brings us up to three. And let's just go around the table here. Jackie, you're the leader. What is your purpose in this fight?
1: I'm trying to, uh, defuse the Axiom threat.
0: Fair. Uh, William, what is your purpose in this one? I'm good with that. Cool. Yeah. Darren, how about you? Same. Pyro. Yeah, same. Defusing this threat seems like a good purpose to have in this particular fight. That gets us up to four in the pool. I don't think any of you distrust each other at this particular moment, although maybe given that you know that part of this may be Jackie and Pyro's
1: fault a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, It might be. Given my current information, I don't know that Darren is fused with the gem. I don't know that William just sold his company and all this stuff. So if given that I don't know all this stuff, I don't
2: I trust everyone.
3: Why would you distrust me for selling my comp
2: <laughs> That was a cool pad that we crashed at. We will miss that. <laughs> I feel hurt that you didn't consult
0: us. We're gonna miss having <laughs> infinite money.
1: You're just making some questionable choices, William. That's all I'm saying.
4: Who's gonna buy the apps?
0: But in this moment, no one mistrusts anyone else. And Ill prepared or off balance. Um, Arguably, yeah,
3: I would say, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I think, I think this, the like the nature of this was something that you may have prepared for. But I don't know that the immediacy and, like, the spread of this is something that you were ready for. Uh, So that still brings us to four in the pool. That's still four in. That's the good news. So, Darren, Piero, William has just struck a void chime and it looks like this might be going a little bit off. Do either of you feel like you can spend a team to help here?
2: I will happily spend a team to help. I am going to feel the beginning of the wave, the tremor, and I'm going to uh, use my plant affinity And develop a whole network of extremely extensive routes to, like, hold the ground in place so it doesn't crack or uh, cause fissures or anything and, like, reinforce, like, the foundation that we're on right now for maybe less than a city block. like like half a city block is my argument I think that works
0: I think that works Uh, so with that William that brings you up to a seven and you get to pick one thing off of that list
3: what do you want to do? Uh, Mostly thanks to Darren's assistance we are not going to mark the seismic event track so it will then attract magical slash supernatural attention
0: Indeed it will Now that said on a hit a target in your line of sight that being Axiom who is touching the ground does mark a condition and you create an opportunity for your allies so what opportunity Opportunity, are you setting up and we'll get to the outcome of this in just
3: a sec there's a fissure that uh, is created below him and then immediately uh, closes back up so his feet are currently encased in earth and he is off balance for the for the moment
0: so off balance and a little bit trapped yeah i think that works now whenever a uh, character marks a condition they do in fact take a move And I think the one that I'm going to pick, and I don't normally call these out out loud, but I feel like it's necessary in this, is take something from them. Uh, And I think what this axiom is going to do is use that position in the ground as leverage to hit Pyro's box very, very hard. Uh, And since he is now being held in place by the earth, I think the box just shatters under that blow. Mm.
3: That backfired on me.
0: We get a panel back in the Kopi Pyramid of Axiom and a now very unconscious Olivia Larange. Oh no. And Axiom has taken that big freight elevator down under the, the pyramid, which we will remember from Darren's adventure, and moves over to a heavily guarded and locked room. We don't even get the panels of the fight. It is over very, very quickly. But we do see this room that's got... The big, like, danger symbol over it, like the skull and crossbones, like, do not enter restricted area. And the next panel we get is Axiom just ripping that door off of the hinges. And as he does, inside the Axiom network, Jackie, you can feel something in your uh, armature array go online. Oh. Now, our hindsight readers and Piro uh, will actually remember, in the uh, future... There is this nanotech plague kind of thing, and we've seen this most recently back in the 90s. It has been under lock and key ever since, and Axiom just ripped the doors off. So you feel a signal ripple through you, you are now connected to the nanocloud. And all around Apex City, we see people who are over a certain age. Most of them are in their late 20s or older. Uh, Anyone who have been around and active and outdoors during the 90s, basically. We see a lot of them just pause mid-tracks, mid-flee. And we see this dull green glow start to pop up behind their eyes. And the axiom in the construct with Jackie turns around to look at you. We told you we weren't going to give them time. Mask's A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brandon Conway. It is made of destruction,
1: devastation,
0: and justice. What a great game, just absolutely excellent. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. William Furness is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjutsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or
4: Assuming Direct Control.
0: Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.